Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, where the topics are real, raw, and relevant about business, entertainment, and relationships. Warning. Do not listen to this show if you are sensitive to controversial issues or easily offended. Dr. Zoe and her guests are not to be held liable for any shock, pissing of the pants, sudden desire of change, or uncontrollable laughter. Now... Here's your host, Dr. Zoe. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I love all of my listeners. You guys are so awesome. Thank you for all the love and support. We've got some awesome shows coming up for you. We've got Neve from Catfish next month, lots of NFL players, all kinds of exciting stuff. And tonight, I've got with me Connor O'Brocka. Connor was, <laughs> Connor was on Becca's season of The Bachelorette and season five of Bachelor in Paradise. He's Hell the yeah. founder of CJO Fitness and even has done modeling for Nike, Coors Light, and more. Welcome to the show, Connor. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Happy to have you on. I want to go ahead first and give out your Instagram so everybody can check you out while they're listening. Thank you. It is um, at IAM underscore CJO. Awesome. And is there a website for your health and fitness training? Yes, it is uh, CJOfitness.com. All right, so, cool. Connor, Connor Jordan O'Brocta, CJOfitness.com. O'Brocta. Obrakta. Yes. Interesting Obrakta. last name. What nationality is that? Do you know? It is yeah, it is uh Polish. I am oh. my mom is my mom's Egyptian and my dad's Polish. So it worked out a, it worked out good, right? Yeah, <laughs> it I, worked I, out I would say not too bad. <laughs> not too bad, not too shabby, huh? So let's talk about like how you grew up a little bit. Like how does you know, I wanna kinda get a little bit of your backstory. So where are you from? I am from uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. I was uh, born and raised here, so St. Pete native. Yeah, that's awesome. I moved to the Tampa Bay area when I was 15, and I lived in Sarasota, and used to go to John's Pass all the time, and I still have lots of family there. I lived in Clearwater, Tarpon Springs, all over the place in the Tampa Bay area. It's an awesome place to grow up. That is really cool. So brothers and sisters, do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have an older brother. He is 20, what is he, 28? Yeah, 28. No, 29. Wow. Turned 29 this year. And he uh, just recently got married about a year or two ago. So they're also local right downtown as well as my parents are. So we're all pretty uh, pretty tight-knit family out here. Cool, cool. And then growing up, were you like, how would somebody describe you, like your personality, let's say in like elementary school? My elementary school growing up was a small elementary school. I think there was like eight or 11 kids in my class. So, Oh, yeah. was it like a private school? Or? It was a private school, but it was just a very small school, obviously. And, um, you know, everyone was super close with each other. Everyone knew each other. But um, it was, it was, I was kind of just, you know, that 
athlete kid, just always playing around soccer, whatever. And yeah, just, and then in, in high school, did you play sports in high school as well? Yeah, uh, I grew up playing pretty much everything, and then I kind of dialed it into just baseball. I think that was kind of my most interest that I had in any any of the sports. Um, I wanted to play football. My mom was super nurturing, so she never let me play it because she didn't want me to break any bones, which thank you, Mom. <laughs> that was a blessing. But, um, yeah, fortunately I was able to – Excel in baseball in high school and was able to play at the collegiate level at University of Tampa for all four years, winning a national championship, and then played. Wow. Like, yeah, and then got the opportunity to play uh, in the Atlanta Braves organization. So that was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. So, how did the Bachelorette come about? Like, take me back to like the beginning. Like, how did that come about for you? Um. So, in with the Bachelorette, I. Honestly, never in a million years thought I'd do any type of TV. I always thought maybe I would be um, maybe something along the lines of sports broadcasting or something with that, but never reality TV, that's for sure. Um, I do a lot of modeling. I have a couple agencies around the U.S., but um, they reached out to me actually via Facebook and, you know, asked if I was interested. I was just like, you know, at this point in my life, I was single. I was just kind of doing my own thing, had my fitness running, and just kind of had no real ties you know my family was here I was just with them I didn't have a girlfriend um I didn't even have my dog at the time which kind of crazy, but, uh, yeah so that's but, uh, obviously a big part of your life tell us about your dog yeah so I mean Jordy he's actually right here with me right now I just gave him a little piece of this uh New York strip bone so he's having a, he's having at it right now but um he's happy yeah. he's a happy puppy oh, right now yeah so what kind of dog what kind of dog are you He's a, he's a rescue, so I don't know exactly, but I think he's a miniature pincher dachshund chihuahua. Um, yeah. He's a little 13-pound guy, but it's kind of cool because one of my good friends, his ex-girlfriend has a sister, so we kind of keep in contact through, you know, I guess, brother, sister, dog. But Aww. Good Very good boy. <laughs> cool. Cool. Okay, so back to – so you didn't even have Jordy yet. You didn't even have your dog yet, but so – you got contacted by one of your agencies and they said, are you interested? And then what well, was this the was actually, I actually, I actually got contacted through one of the, um, I guess they call it maybe regional uh, scouts for the show or regional produce, whatever you want to call it. Or like, um, yeah, re, I guess regional scouts for the show. So and, it was the show directly mm-hmm. that reached out. Yeah. And uh, oh. they, they kind of had this whole little thing through Facebook messages. They're like, Hey, we'd love to start up with the with the interview process and everything like that and I was just like you know what why not let's just see what happens I don't know literally anything about the show I never watched it only have heard about it and even then my knowledge is super slim um but with that being said you know they kind of pushed me through I did a couple interviews and um went through the Skype interview and then from there they were like you know we absolutely love you don't know why but they do and uh (laughs) they're like if we if we don't contact you to push you further it's just because you're a little bit too young. And this was for, I believe, Rachel season. And I think she was 31, 32 at the time, and I was 24. So it was a little, okay. bit, a little bit different in, in, in age there. But um, with that being said, they, they had me, um, you know, they're like, maybe we'll reach out to you next year. Literally a whole year goes by. Same process starts back up. And they're like, are you single? Yeah. So we went through the whole thing again. And then from there, you know, it was – formal interviews, flying me out here, doing doing Skype interviews, everything like that. And then, sure as shit, the last uh, couple of days they reached out and they 
wanted me to go on the show. So Awesome. So because of the fact that they reached out to you um, for Rachel's season, but the age difference was a little bit too much, did you watch uh, Ari and Becca's season? Did you watch it because you were curious or no? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I actually did just because, you know, I was maybe trying to figure out what would have happened or who this girl is or, you know, what would I have done if I was on the show type thing. Yeah. Um, again, wasn't a huge fan of it, but believe it or not, by episode two, three, four, I was kind of sucked in, and it was game over from there. Now I'm part of Batch Nation, and I'm watching every Monday. And, and yeah, like a lot of America, right? I mean, the exactly. I, it's amazing. It's amazing. So was it, so tell me when you got on the show and you, how many guys, 28, 30 guys, how many guys were on Becca's season? Yeah, there's 28 guys. Okay. Cause I know usually it's between that about 28, 30 guys. So 28 guys, the first night you meet her and like, was there chemistry or how did you feel about it? Does it seem like the guys are there mostly because it's a good career move or are they really wanting to like fall in love with this girl? Like what was that like? I mean, it was, there was just a lot of emotions going on and believe it or not, I had no idea what to expect. You, I, yeah. don't, think, I don't think anyone can plan for that because it's just a, such a surreal moment and being in that setting with, you know, no friends, no phone, no nothing and having kind of like a, a guided Cast where you know at this time you got to get ready and you're going on this time and getting the limo at this time and this this and you're kind of yeah. like freaking out like what the hell is going on so everything is happening super fast paced and it's very surreal and once you know once I stepped out of that limo it was it was almost like I blacked out kind of thing and I had no I had, <laughs> I had, this, whole thing, I had this whole thing written up and I thought it was super cool and whatever and it probably came out super cheesy um, but you know I truly don't. Watching it back, I truly don't remember saying any of that stuff, but I, I guess I nailed my line. But, um, you know, after you after you meet her and you don't really – at least for me, I didn't really necessarily know if there was that chemistry there because I was just, like, super nervous. Like, every all the lights yeah. on and this and that. But um, once I kind of settled down and I ended up talking to her first um, after everyone came in, um, from there on it was just super natural and I was, just, you know, as, as me as I could be, and that, and that was kind of the best way to go about it. Yeah, and so before before that night, before you went on, did you were you like physically attracted to her, or were you were you just kind of waiting to see if there was going to be that chemistry in person? Um, to be honest, she's a beautiful girl, and I was definitely attracted to her. Uh, but then again, you kind of take that for face value, and you know, yeah, free on TV is is one thing, but once you actually are in in front of a person, regardless of who it is, and you vibe out that chemistry, and you see if that chemistry you know heightens or doesn't or you guys will stay friends or you guys will build it it's kind of interesting to go about it that way so I was again I was I used to date one type and I was going through everything like that but I just opened myself up to um you know anybody at any time and, and that's so when you say when you say you used to date one type so before this like what was your type weirdly enough it was Again, as shallow as it sounds, too, and I'll admit it, I would just go kind of off looks right at the beginning. And, right. Um, so I picture you honestly. Hit me. So if I, I picture you as someone petite, blonde, athletic, tan, kind of like either a Cali <laughs> girl or a Florida girl, but she's got definitely somebody who would keep you on your toes and keep your interest. 
So she's got to have like a little bit of sass, but but solid character, no flaky drama. Am I right or no? I don't even I don't even have to continue this. You, yeah. You're <laughs> okay. All right. So so all right. Let's talk about like while you're on. So how many times did you? I saw some of Becca's season, but not all of it, unfortunately. I'm so busy. I don't get to watch a lot of TV, unfortunately. But did you, so you guys made out several times, right? You said made, made out or hang out? Yeah, kiss, made out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kissed okay. Times, yeah. So is it weird? Like, for me, like, when I see the show, you know, I mean, it's definitely addicting. And it's definitely a lot of people's guilty pleasure, which congratulations to Bachelor Nation. Right. I mean, amazing, right? Um, love it. But, you know, as somebody who like has like maybe higher standards or morals or whatever, you know, you want to call it not judging whatsoever. But isn't it weird to like know that this person is making out with like tons of other guys and then, and then your tongue is in her mouth too? Like, is that weird? Or is that just kind of like, okay, this is the name of the game. This is what I signed up for. So I'm going to bring it. And does that even cross your mind? Honestly, it didn't cross my mind at all. Um, watching these, watching this season and, you know, Colton season and just seeing, you know, uh, Colton or Hannah, they make out with this person and they go to the next person, make out with this person. And it's just like, it's almost like disgusting to watch that. Obviously, that's <laughs> the thing that it, it is what it is. But when I was on, I truly did not think about that at all. And I guess, like, if you put it in perspective, you know, if you see somebody out here or, or you know, you're at a, a bar or restaurant and, you don't know what that person just did prior to you, even though I, I shake as that sounds like it could happen at any point. But that's um, true. In terms, in terms of this, looking back at it, I think for me, I was super naive and I was just like, you know, no way, or this girl could be the love of my life. And, you know, it, it, it actually could, but when you actually sit down and, and put it in perspective and actually rethink and, and go through everything, you, you kind of reflect on what she said and how she's feeling towards you. And you, you're really in your head a, a lot of the time. So, you know, what you think is, is perfect could be completely different because you're not really getting everything out of her that, that you need unless she's really feeling it. So it was just yeah. difficult for me because I think at, at pretty much, you know, a couple weeks in, I just felt that our whatever chemistry we had kind of just died out. And, I mean, that's normal. Not everyone's for everybody, but it was just hard for me to kind of fathom so you, why, I'm, you, why I'm so yeah. So you, and you lasted until you were, like, top eight, right? Yeah, yeah, I was top so eight. So how many weeks went by? You said after a couple of weeks you felt like the chemistry kind of died out, but you were there yeah. for many weeks after that, though, too, right? Right, yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, it was kind of mind-blowing to me because I was the only one, I guess Lincoln and I were the only ones to not get a one-on-one uh, -on -one date. And so um, it was just weird to me because, like, why am I – why am I here when you're not going to take a chance on me in our relationship, you know? So Yeah. Was what just, was, was the deal with that guy, Lincoln? Like, you guys had – well, let's talk about this first. So, the vibe in the mm -hmm. house with the guys, honestly. Like, what's the vibe? Is it a lot of, like, kind of, like, brighter than yours, subliminally? Yeah. Like, a lot of, like, you know, like a lot of testosterone – you know, yeah. like flexing, flexing and stuff like that? Or is it really genuine, like, you guys, like, build bonds? Or what is it like? I mean, to be honest, I could try to feel people out and see their, their vibe and who they really are. And you can kind of 
you can kind of tell who's faking it, who's playing up to the camera, who's saying these certain lines that you know they'll never say to anybody else. And it's just, you know, it's, it's not real, it's not genuine. You can kind of seek those people out. And even watching, you know, Colton season or, you know, Hannah seasons right now, I'm sure you have an opinion about each person. And if they're there, I guess I'll use the famous quote, if they're there for the right reasons or if they're just there to kind of go through the motions and build their following and stuff like that. And so – um, yeah, you could pick up that immediately, and with that being said, the vibe would just shift on those people. And so the people that you know were really going at it the right way were kind of together, and the people that were in that other world, being fake and everything, were you know everyone hated them. So it was yeah. just one of those things where you can kind of pick up pretty quickly on that. But do you think that some guys are really good at hiding the fact that they think it would be good for their career, the exposure of it? <laughs> you know, and they're just pretending like they really love this person and are getting feelings for this person so quickly and they're ready to settle, you know, propose. Like, you know. I think they're, yes, yes and no. I mean, again, uh, you guys don't see all of the stuff that's filmed and, and for, for us being there, you know. Right, of course. In, in front of everything, you, I, we can really dial it in and see, you know, all right, you said this 5,000 times, you don't mean it, you know, or, or this, or you're showing, you're doing these actions and you're whatever. And so you can kind of tell right then and there who's, who's fake and who's not. Obviously, it's a little bit more difficult for the viewers, but I mean, and at the end of the day, too, the the girl has to feel the same way about it. Like, if she sees you're fake, she's, she's going she's gonna to think you're fake. And right. that's the bottom line. So. Right. So there was, like, a little bit of, like, a personality conflict between you and one of the guys. Tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't really bring that up too much because it's kind of, it is what it is. <clears throat> yeah. And, is it over and done with, water under the bridge? Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. It's, it's been done with. It's just, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, it's not, it's not even worth talking about. He was just, it's just one of those things where somebody's, acting out of line and, you know, I stepped up for myself and, you know, told him how it was. I was kind of the only one that said anything to this kid. And from there, I, I mean, altercations like that happen in the real world. It's just unfortunate that it was filmed. And yeah. you know, I don't think I did anything wrong or anything out of hand. Obviously throwing the picture might've been a little bit extreme, but um, at the end of the day, you know, if you're, if you're being a complete asshole and, you know, lying or doing this and showboating, uh, somebody's going to say something, so. All right, well, let's talk about, on that note, let's talk about kind of the screening process, because even over all the episodes, all of the uh, seasons, there seems to be, like, every once in a while, there's, like, somebody who's a little kind of weird or psychotic, like, slips through the cracks, so. Do you think yeah. do any kind of like psychological evaluation or is it really based on like getting in? Is it based on more like uh, eligibility, success, looks, things yeah. like that? Yeah. I mean, they, they take their, they take their time with interviews. They take their time with psych tests. They take their time with, That's uh, good. you know, person to person tests, just asking questions, drug tests, everything. So you, they, there's a full screening. They okay? come full circle. And, and for me to, to, um, you know, kind of wrap my head around how these certain people get on with, you know, whatever background it is, and I truly have no clue, and I don't know how, but because yeah. they are so strict on the process and how 
you know, everyone needs a background check and everyone needs drugs. That's drug right. And all that stuff. Yeah. So that's, that's, I just, I really don't have that answer. I don't know. So they are thorough. That's good. Yeah. That's good to yeah. know from behind Very the thorough. scenes. That's good to know. Okay. What, so you didn't have a one-on-one, but what was the best date that you went on like, <laughs> that you had the most fun on? I think the best date, I had, honestly, I had fun on all the group dates. They really were amazing because it was like, it was kind of weird. I didn't, I don't know. I was just trying to have fun with the guys, which probably is the worst thing to say. But when I was with her, it was a little bit different. But like the group dates, obviously, you know, you're competing with the guys and you're, you're with them the whole time. So you don't really see her. But I would say my favorite group date was the football date. Because it was, they, they said they put us in these rinky-dink pads and whatever, but they're like, you know, if, you, if you're going to tackle them, just kind of wrap up and, and just fall to the ground so it's not that intense. But obviously, you know, alpha males and these, you know, big athletes, once you, once you, get on, once you step on the field, it's, it's game over. And so people were just hitting at 100%, just tackling <laughs> all this stuff. Yeah. But it was just fun because it was super competitive. Cool. That's yeah. cool. Okay, so – how do you feel about like, you know, how that season ended and like, were you cool with the fact that so you lasted longer than you thought? So were you yeah. cool with like the way all that ended? And then how did Bachelor in Paradise come about? Yeah, I mean, I was good with how it all ended. I think, um, to be honest, the, after that whole incident with, with Lincoln, I was a little bit went into my shell and I wasn't my personality. So that was the only kind of regret I had through the show. But, um, you know, I was lucky enough that they brought me out for a second chance on Paradise. And unfortunately, it didn't work out the way I wanted. I came in, you know, a little bit later. And weirdly enough, I guess through the timeline of Paradise, the there's not a lot of people that are linked up or matched up at the time that I came in. And unfortunately, there probably was, eight out of the nine girls or yeah, eight out of the nine girls, maybe, or nine out of 10 girls were, were linked up. And so. Oh, really? Already? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I came in, you know, try to do a swoop, try to see. <laughs> and unfortunately the connections between the other people were so strong that I really had no. So idea. the girl that you made a connection with Shannon, right? Oh, we're talking about paradise Australia or paradise U.S. Okay, so I didn't know you were on both. I apologize. So Paradise US, you how long were you on that one? That's the thing. I was super quick. I was there maybe for four or five days. One rose day. Okay. Got you. Got you. Yeah. And then you were on after that you were on Paradise Australia? Yeah, Paradise Australia. And I was there pretty much since the first day and um I hit it off I did hit it off with Shannon. We had an amazing time. It was it was kinda like that initial chemistry just because she was just goofy and had a great laugh and good personality. Um, but yeah, we get it off immediately there. Okay. So when you're on Bachelor in Paradise, is it a different vibe than like what the Bachelorette <clears throat> is? Because it seems like the Bachelorette is like a little bit more structured, a little bit more calm, and then everybody goes buck ass wild. And Bachelor of Paradise, is that true, or is it just the perception? Um, I think with previous seasons of Paradise, it is true, just because of the fact that there was a different drinking limit. Um, but with the, I guess, season that I was on, um, it is a great vibe because it is different than the Bachelor Bachelorette, just because you're able to mingle with girls, you're able to talk to them whenever you want, whereas the actual Bachelor Bachelorette, you can only see that guy or girl, you know, a certain portion of the day, 
if, if you get lucky enough to see them that day. Okay, so you make this connection uh, with Shannon, and then what happens? What happens after the show? Um, so there's a lot that was going on um, kind of behind the scenes and stuff, but just to kind of keep it straightforward, we, we were told we were able to leave the show. You know, if we leave the show together, we were told that we would have some time in CG because that's where we were shot to be together and to kind of have start growing a relationship outside of the camera. And with that being said, throughout the whole process, she was super uncomfortable opening up to me. And, you know, this is an expedited um, yeah, experience. You meet, yeah, you need to open up immediately and let everyone let that person know exactly who you are and vice versa and then they make your you make your own decision from there but she had extremely difficult time doing that and so you know I told her straight up I was like I I like where our vibe is I like where you know I like everything about you obviously you're on the other side of the world so if I'm not at a certain level after going home I'm not going to be comfortable you know pursuing a serious relationship with that And, you know, she agreed thing. We had complete communication and understanding of that. Um, Like I said, we were um, told we would have a couple days on the outside in Fiji, just me and her. That got cut. That got got, got pulled out from under us. We ended up having six hours, and then we had to go back home. Why? Why? I, I honestly do not have that answer. It was the most shocking and upsetting thing that I could possibly be a part of because, you know, we did have a serious connection and we hit it off and we were together, you know, the whole, pretty much the whole time we were Okay, so you're told if you leave together, you can have some time in Fiji, but then did she cut it short or the producers cut it short or what was, how was that decision made? Yeah, the, the, the producers actually cut it short. We, uh, we went back to the hotel at maybe 4 a.m., and we ended up having to get on a flight at 10 a.m. So, wow, yeah, it was, it was upsetting. And you know, again, we were promised something and it fell through. And so, just looking at it and being completely uh, upfront about it, building a relationship through FaceTime, especially across the world, where you yeah. only had when you, when you've only had X amount of time with this person and the person really didn't open up to you, it's almost impossible. impossible. Yeah, so we totally. Face- we would FaceTime all, all the time, talk on the phone, stuff like that. But, you know, it started to fizzle out. And, you know, I wanted did to go. Did she have it. just, you know, just general, not detail, but yes or no, did she have, like, a lot of relationships before that and that where she was hurt or cheated on or something like that? Or is that why she had so many walls up? Like, what was the reason for her not opening up, you think? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know. <clears throat> there were some times where we were off, off still or yeah, off filming and we would have conversations about stuff like that, but I never really got the full story. And so I was super patient with her trying to help her out and trying to to get her open up so I could really realize who she was as a human. Um, But I never really found that whole thing out. I I kind of knew something happened with her family, um, but that was pretty much the extent of it. Right. Right. So do you think, so it sounds like you were making a genuine effort and you know, you definitely were being extremely patient. So you must have been really attracted to something about her to have that mm-hmm. much patience, right. you know, because most guys would be like, hey, hey, you know, you don't want to open up, do you? You know, so that's yeah. good that you gave it your best shot. But do you think, I'm not talking about you personally, but do you think like on Bachelor in Paradise, like you see so many couples, like you even said, the majority of the girls when you went on the U.S. edition, 
you know, of Bachelor in Paradise that they were mostly linked up already. Do you think a lot of these couples, they linked up for the cameras and it's so, like, they make these connections and it's so serious, but it's more for airtime. And then so many of these couples don't make it once they leave. Like, you know, it's a very small percentage that actually really make it after they leave, even if they had a great connection. It's even interesting how many couples will break up when it comes to, like, towards the end of the season where you think that they're going to, like, last because it was so awesome. They had such a good connection. Like, even Colton, before his, uh, you know, before his season on The Bachelor, you know, I mean, he just, on Bachelor in Paradise, he just seemed like he had, like, a great connection, and then he's like, nope. And then, you know, it happens all the time. But do you think it's more like that sensual, like, ooh, I want this is sexy, I want this airtime, this isn't really a person that I would be connected with. And I'm talking about both for girls and guys. I think they both, a lot of people both do it. It's like, this isn't necessarily somebody that I would date outside the show or even be really attracted to outside the show, but this is, this is great TV, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, I think that I'm super naive. I go, I go about the, you know, in that, you know, I could potentially find a girl in my dreams or potentially build a relationship with somebody. And for me to say that people go on there for exposure and to link up and to try to get airtime, I'm sure it happens. I don't know. I'm sure it happens, though. Um, but like I said, through this whole process, no one really understands it as much because once you get your phone taken away, once you get your social media taken away, once you get your friends, family, any connection to Internet, world, whatever, you start to reflect on your feelings and your thoughts and what you said and what they said, and you remember certain things and you can kind of distinguish between, oh, this, this is a serious relationship or not. It's, and like I said, everything's super expedited, so you're opening up at a rate that is extremely quick. And that might yeah. take some people out, but everyone's there for an experiencing that same feeling. So, um, so you definitely, like, just been genuine yeah. and gone with it. Yeah, I mean, real real feelings come out, and I'm, that's 100% true. And like I said, I'm sure some people play play up to the camera, and I'm sure some people fake it till you make it. I'm sure. But yeah. um, like I said, when you don't have anything but your your own feelings and your own thoughts and that person and their thoughts, it, it's pretty real. So what is going on with you now? Like, what – so I know you're health and wellness, fitness coach, and yep. you have this company. Like, tell me about, like, the day in the life of Connor now. What's going on with you now? Yeah, so I run uh, my own fitness company. It's called, obviously, CJO Fitness, and it's right through the downtown area of St. Petersburg. Um, and I have, you know, clients all up and down downtown. Come, some venture out in St. Petersburg, but – you know, just training clients. I do small groups. I do classes. I do one-on-ones. And then I have my online clientele that, you know, continues to grow, which is amazing for me. And I get to really kind of hone in on creating these customized plans for each person and depending on, you know, their goals and what they're looking for. And everything's tweaked, you know, uh, weekly, if not bi-weekly. And they, they really start to see results. And that, you know, amazes me because, I'm there putting everything for them, but they're actually taking it and dedicating themselves to, to this fitness lifestyle. So it's amazing to see that, but um, yeah. so I kind of 
yeah, I kind of work with both both sides of that, the the personal and then, you know, through throughout the day dealing with online clients as well. So do you love what you do? Because it sounds like it. Are you passionate about it? Yeah, I definitely am. I didn't think I was going to be um, in this, I guess, industry, fitness industry for this long. I knew I was always going to do fitness, but I didn't think I would, you know, have my own company and, and, and continue to go through it and continue to learn and, and, and love what I do. But uh, the clients that I have personal personally and the people that I interact with on a daily basis just kind of make me re- re-love it again, and it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. It's really rewarding to make a difference in people's lives. I mean, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, I love it. What um, so where do you see your career though? Like, what's your vision? Like, what do you really want to do? Do you want to do more television, more modeling? Like, where do you want to go from here? Yeah, um, I mean that's a great question. I think I'm still trying to find my exact, I guess, path. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty spread thin right now with, you know, co-hosting and TV and. Um, doing the modeling, doing the fitness, everything like that. And yeah. I don't, I don't hate it right now, but um, I think over these next couple of years, I think I'm going to find a, a direct path with meeting somebody or figuring out exactly what I want to do. But I know that fitness and health is going to be in my career path for, for a long time. And are you <laughs> currently dating now? No, I'm not dating now. And is it because you're just so busy with everything that you haven't made time or you just haven't had somebody cross your path that you're like really into? Um, a little bit of both. Um, I stay pretty busy with doing events and traveling and, and kind of my lifestyle and stuff like that. Um, to be honest, I've been in St. Pete my whole life. So to find somebody out here is pretty, pretty rare that I don't already know or, or know somebody that knows somebody, so to speak. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also, also with, you know, these other you got to import, that's man. That's what I do. I live on the that's island in Florida, and I'm like, you know what? There's nobody on this island I'm interested in whatsoever, so yeah. I just import them. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, if they're from New York, if they're from L.A., whatever, it's like, yeah. Like, you uh, know, so you can sounds only. Sounds a little bit, sounds a little yeah. bit like almost illegal, but I like it. No, not even the, like, overseas <laughs> kind of stuff, but, you know joking, what I mean, I'm just yeah. import them within the U.S. And even, I mean, hey, it's a big world out there. There's a lot of people, and, like, you made this connection with this girl in Australia, and you know what it's like. Like, international dating is a thing, too. But, so, are you wanting now, are you wanting to find that person, or are you putting it on hold? I mean, I, I definitely do. Um, I, I'm open. I'm, I'm ready. I, I don't want to kind of close myself off to dating because I don't think that's fair. I'm ready for somebody to just come into my life. I don't care if it's just a good relationship that blossoms into something or, you know, something that becomes serious immediately. Um, All right. So top three qualities of what you're looking for in a relationship. Close to the family, passionate about their career or something in their life. And then um, I think you have to just be confident and, and, confident in who they are and kind of secure with themselves. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick 30 second commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to answer the listeners questions with Connor O'Brocta. I didn't put your name. (laughs) Dr. Zoe has been a successful entrepreneur, philanthropist, and the confidential coach to celebrities, leaders in business, religion, and sports for over a decade. Take advantage and submit your questions on love, sex, and relationships 
via the Dr. Zoe Today app, drzoetoday.com, or simply hashtag AskDrZoe on Twitter. Be sure to tune in every week to hear your questions answered by Dr. Zoe and her guests. Your connection for pop sexuality. Okay, let's see what we have here. All right, first we have a question from Sasha. Sasha wrote in and said, do people do people on The Bachelor in Paradise ever sleep with the crew? <laughs> hey, Sasha. All right, Sasha. Is Sasha trying to be part of the crew or what? No. Uh, to be honest, no, that's completely not allowed. The crew is very low key. They do their job. They obviously are with the cast all the time, but they are, um, no, just, just no. Okay. All right. So <laughs> Melissa wrote in and said, if you were to make it to the end with Becca, would you have proposed and how would your family have felt about it? So that's a kind of, that's a kind of loaded question and that's tough to answer. Um, like I said, these, everything's very expedited and you, you know, you have intense feelings all the time. And so with that being said, I didn't make it far enough and I didn't get that one-on-one to really dial in our relationship and see if it would work. Um, but you know, if I did, I think, I think it could, I, I, I definitely could see myself getting engaged to her and, and growing something. But then again, I just didn't really know who she was. Okay. Melanie wrote in, and this is kind of a tough question and just be completely honest and you can say whatever you want. Uh, Melanie says, are you really wanting to settle down or is it just a tactic to get chicks? To get chicks. Um, <laughs> Melanie, that's a great question. Um, to be honest, I truly do want to settle down. Being in St. Pete, small little area, seeing my brother find true love is absolutely amazing. My parents are still together. They actually just had a 37th year anniversary today, and it's something that I've always dreamed of. I always looked forward to, and finding a girl – that can just grow with me regardless of where we start in our relationship is something that I'm truly looking for. Um, obviously with going on these shows, you do get a little bit of following here and there, which is, which is great, you know, business, cool, whatever. But when it all comes down to it, I, I'm looking for, I'm looking for someone. I'm looking for somebody that is going to, you know, grow with me and, and, and just be in a solid relationship that we could, you know, have that everlasting love, I guess. As corny as it sounds. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Kate wrote in and said, what is your favorite and least favorite part about being on the bachelorette? What was your favorite? What was your favorite and least favorite part about being on the bachelorette? I think there's a couple things on both those. Favorite would be obviously hanging out with the guys and just, you know, shooting shit, throwing out with them, having fun and just throwing out. Throwing out. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any bromances? Was there like any like really good true connections with guys that you're still friends with i mean yeah i'm, I'm friends with at, at least you know six or seven of these guys still That's uh, cool. yeah unfortunately that we can't hang out all the time still but you know we still keep in contact and, and uh you know text dm whatever it is comment on our stuff but um that was one of the things obviously the food it was infinite food that was the best part and the worst part <laughs> yeah. at the same time because i gained like 10 15 pounds on the show um <clears throat> but i would say the worst part overall was just um Kind of not getting that, not getting the opportunity to, you know, go go and talk to her when you want to, and and be and have that opportunity all the time. Like you know, if you go out to a restaurant or a bar or the park or whatever, and you see a girl, you're able to talk to the girl. Whereas yeah. here, you don't you don't necessarily see her 
that day or you won't see her for a couple of days and you're just wondering why. And so that was the, that was the tough part to kind of deal with. Yeah. Okay. Julie Rodin and this is, you know, just be honest, Julie, <laughs> yeah. Julie is asking a question and I kind of agree with her. Was it a turn? Part of it. I agree with, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Was it a turnoff to see Betha dumped by an ugly guy like Ari, <laughs> which I agree, not attractive guy, before you were on her season? Was it a turnoff to see Betha dumped by an ugly guy <laughs> like Ari before you were on her season? Uh, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a turnoff at all. Actually, it's uh, <clears throat> again for me when I talk to a girl or see a girl, I kind of. I like to know who they dated and what they look like, what her, what their style was, personality, stuff like that. And uh, did you think that Ari was attractive? I truly didn't. I thought <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no, no. best part of the interview. We yeah. finally got him to open up. Congratulations, Connor. No, seriously. Yeah. No, but yeah, no. I mean, I can see where Julie would think that it might be a turnoff because you're a good-looking guy. You know, you're, we named this the case bachelor. You're a good looking guy. You're, you know, you're built. And Ari was just kind of like very different choice, I think. I mean, yeah. to, to, to come back on that, obviously, I, I don't think Ari's attractive, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, and this is, again, one of those lines, but, like, looks is one thing, but really that chemistry and that, that inside and how you vibe with that person is yeah. telling for, for everything. So, you know, Absolutely. if Ari and Becca weren't meant to be, they weren't meant to be. They might have been the best of friends, and they probably still are, but, you know, at the end of the day, are they supposed to be the, the soulmate and that, that one love for each other? I guess not, you know? And so you can't really right. get upset about that or, like, think of it one way or another, but I think everyone has a little bit different to offer everybody, and if you're, you guys match up, you match up, you know? Right, and then and chemistry is definitely something you can't fake. Well, Connor, listen, thank you so much for being on the show. Go ahead again and give all the listeners your Instagram and your website. Instagram, you can follow me at at sign, I-A-M underscore C-J-O. Throw me the follow, throw you the follow back. And uh, my website is www.cjofitness.com. I have all my fitness stuff on there. I have some workouts on there. Um, there's some fitness plans, online programs, some nutritional guides, stuff like that. Um, even if you want to shoot me an email, ask some uh, nutrition fitness advice, I'd be love, I would love to reach back out to you and, and help you out. Awesome. Thanks again. It was great to talk to you. And to all my listeners, tune in next time for real, raw, relevant information on business, entertainment, and relationships. Beautiful. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.